on today's edition of the show where we discuss how there are there parallels between the Florida Panthers and the Miami Heat as it's now time for the Florida Panthers to try to steal a game on the road. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Monday, June 5th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Rwanda Velez. You can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers and on Instagram as well at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. So, Cats fans, it is a game day pod here as the Florida Panthers, like we spoke about with Josh Lick, the former host of Locked On Panthers, about how the great thing about the Florida Panthers dropping game one to the Vegas Golden Knights is that they have a very quick turnaround, just one day off in between games one and two. And as you could tell, it's a solo episode today for just me today on this edition of the show. And I wanted to take a little bit of time to discuss kind of possible parallels between the Florida Panthers and the Miami Heat. And uh, recording this just a little after the Miami Heat got a big road win in game one of the NBA Finals against the Denver Nuggets. And really what the Florida Panthers uh, can do differently that the Miami Heat did differently uh, in uh, game two. I mean, for the Miami Heat, what was going on in game one for, for them that they were that they did well in game two. They're making their perimeter shots uh, in game two uh, versus what they weren't doing in, in game one. Of course, a lot of them were wide open threes for the Miami Heat. Uh, and honestly, I don't fully endorse in hockey that perimeter shooting is the best way to win hockey games consistently. But if you are going to go that route, if you are the Florida Panthers, that you got to find a way to take the eyes away from Aiden Hill of the Vegas Golden Knights. And that is really the key for, for me. If you are going to go that route of trying to, to get it, 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 um, the outside shots to go in, because of course, look what happened for the Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, like we said, like we spoke about for the game one post game, they, 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 there, there's two goals that the, that the Vegas Golden Knights scored that Bob's eyes were taken away completely on, on those, on those shots. And on, honestly as well, what the Miami heat were able to do as far as points off turnovers as well. I mean, we, we, of course, in the fourth goal of game one between the Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights, there was that backbreaking goal that the, that the, Vegas Golden Knights had where Matthew Kachuk was clearing the zone. And of course, uh, we, we spoke all about the review, but you know, it's time to move on from the review, but doesn't happen unless, uh, unless uh, Matthew Kachuk uh, turns the puck over in, in their own. end. and honestly, even before that turnover, it was really for the, for the Florida Panthers uh, puck retrieval uh, as well for, for the Vegas Golden Knights. And, same thing with the Miami Heat. What is the problem that that the, that they consistently have 
is giving up offensive rebounds to the other to the opposition and that that goal even before Chucky was able to clear the the Vegas Golden Knights had multiple opportunities in that in that shift in the Panthers uh end as as well so that is uh that is one thing that the Florida Panthers are hoping to avoid is quick to pucks especially in their own end to get their quick breakouts uh for coming out of their own zone and we know that the Vegas Golden Knights are very prone to turnovers as as well because uh the that we spoke about how I believe it was game five of the star series they had 24 uh giveaways uh and even Bruce Cassidy was talking about how you're not going to beat the Arizona Coyotes there and the takeaways uh for the for this for game one 14 to 7 in favor of Vegas so uh the Panthers were just not doing a good job of getting the pucks um, right on the tape of their players. I mean, of course, maybe a long layoff when it comes to the Eastern Conference final to the Stanley Cup final has a little bit to do with it. But I mean, also as well that the Vegas Golden Knights, they, they're great at playing from behind. I mean, they have nine comeback wins in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, yeah, unfortunately, the like we spoke about yesterday, the the Panthers record is no longer undefeated when they score first but hey it's a good sign that they get on the scoreboard first but now now we as fans and 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 the florida panthers players being on the ice know that you have all now a one game sample size knowing that this team this team is one that you can't be comfortable with the lead regardless even with the panthers record but before uh game one but also like i said don't endorse the the whole perimeter shooting as as a key to success i mean you you, you we talk about getting pucks down low and and getting in the blue paint maybe skating around um around the the net and looking for a centering feed right on the doorstep but when we talk about vegas's size it's it's we're really not joking about vegas's size and i actually looked it up uh, there their ranks as far as in the NHL versus the Panthers. And as far as weight size, average NHL size, as far as height is six, one, six, two. And there's a whole bunch of teams like, like there's 15 teams tied for first with six, two, and then a whole bunch tied for, um, for second and at, at six, one. So that's not the ultimate indicator of, of that. But as far as weight, there's a whole bunch of fluctuations based on that and a bunch of muscle on your team. Vegas is sixth in the NHL in that category. While the Florida Panthers, they're 32nd. They're last as far as overall size, as far as their roster compared to their opposition in this Stanley Cup final series. So really, really, you gotta you gotta really work the Vegas Golden Knights. And you're not, you're not just and listen, we even spoke about prior to this series that. Talent-wise, depth-wise, on paper, everything is in the Vegas Golden Knights' favor. The, the Panthers are the underdogs. We can't deny that. So it really comes down to really outworking uh, the the opposition. And of course, we we saw that in the shorthanded goal that the Florida Panthers scored in in Game One on uh, via Eric Stahl and thing and Anton Lindell with a great effort there as well on on that on that PK there. But listen. Uh, you look at ranks as far as in the postseason of takeaways, three out of the four leaders in takeaways in the Stanley Cup playoffs are on Vegas. Mark Stone's first, William Carlson's third, 
Alex Petrangelo is fourth. Alexander Barkov happens to be second in that list. So all four, all four of them happen to be in this series as well. But also giveaways in the top two are Jonathan Marcheseau and William Carlson. So uh, literally, William Carlson giveth, William Carlson taketh. So uh, you, you can understand why Tony Cardasco has had his uh, his uh, his frustrations with William Carlson. Of course, uh, Jonathan Marcheseau has been on that streak of uh, 10 playoff games, uh, 10 goals in 10 playoff games, uh, which is such an incredible streak that he's on after a slow start to his playoff. And of course, uh, on the Florida Panthers side of things, I mean, there was a stat uh, on the on the broadcast saying what Brandon Montour has done in the first eight games of the postseason versus what he's done in the last game, uh, last eight, excuse me. And you would like to see maybe more Brandon Montour doing it on the offensive end. But outside of that goal that the that the Panthers gave up on the on the PK, I don't really have much complaints about that stall Montour pairing. Just one itty bitty mistake, and of course game of inches when it comes to this game and you know it's a few things that the florida panthers are gonna need to clean up on on that end but in segment number two we're going to discuss how things are hoping to average out as far as special teams and what the trends has been for the florida panthers from this playoff run and seeing how it can implement in the stanley cup final we're going to discuss that next here on the lockdown florida panthers podcast but first, we're going to tell you all about eBay Motors. And for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With the eBay Guarantee Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know your part will fit or your money back. Just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. But with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride! eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Segment number two here on this... Monday, June 5th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, where the Florida Panthers will be playing game two of the Stanley Cup final tonight, 8 p.m. on TNT here in the States. And we are recording this uh, just before midnight here on uh, June 4th. And June 4th was actually the 27 27 years since the Florida Panthers took the ice uh, in game one of the Stanley Cup final against the Colorado Avalanche, where Tom Fitzgerald scored the first goal of that series, assisted by radio color analyst uh, Bill Lindsay there to for the Florida Panthers to take a one nothing lead against Colorado before the Colorado Avalanche scored three straight to win game one by a final score of 3-1 in game one where the Colorado Avalanche ended up sweeping that series in 1996. Uh, but let's talk about a little bit of history between as far as this postseason run for the Panthers and as far as game one starting off as as well. And, you know, we talk about how the Florida Panthers, as far as game ones in this series, and they, they even, they didn't even look their best in game ones, even in, in their, in their wins in, in, in this playoff. I mean, the best game one that they've probably had was probably the Toronto series is um, when, when we, when we, when we really think about how, how the Florida Panthers have performed, 
to start series. And I mean, I mean, of course, we spoke all about how the Florida Panthers gave up the power play goals in, in the Carolina series. And 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 listen, games one and two of the Eastern Conference final, they were down both times early on. Yeah, they ended up winning those games, but it's the Florida Panthers, the starts that they had there weren't the best. And and they were still able to come back and, and win and win uh the those games. I mean, Vegas has nine. Uh, comeback wins on 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 the in the postseason, the the Florida Panthers they they have uh, four. So I mean, still not 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 exactly to that number uh, for for the for the Cats compared to the Golden Knights. But I mean, still they've shown they've shown that they they have been able to win in these close games and keep it to one score. I mean, of course, going into the third period um, with a two two with a two two tie. Uh, the, the we we spoke about our panic meter that it's really not there as far as as far as the Panthers going from game one to game two. I mean, also we think about the special teams too. In game ones, do you guys want to know where the Florida Panthers are as far as the power play? They're zero for nine in 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 the in game ones throughout the postseason in on special teams, and and we've seen what happens as far as in between game adjustments about how. The, the Panthers have been able to get it going as far as moving the puck faster, get gaining the zone. Um, and, and if the pucks are out in the corners, winning those battles and getting it back to the point so that you can get a screen in front and take, and once again, like we spoke about in the first segment, taking the eyes away from the goaltender. And, and that's really, that's really what we've seen throughout the postseason. And it's, it's a formula that the Panthers could, find themselves back in in game two i mean i mean also the the power play numbers for the panthers i mean they're top 10 in the in the nhl in the regular season but they're, they're let's not forget that their numbers on the man advantage are even better right now in the postseason by over four percent so or just under four percent excuse me 26.1 in the postseason to 22.8 and yeah the the what matters right now for the Vegas Golden Knights is how they perform at five on five, and yeah, opportunistic in their opportunities there. But that's not that's not something to just ignore for the Panthers as far as how how they've uh, got here. And again, uh, the the penalty kill left to be desired as far as the average numbers. Um, the percentage is a little worse as far as average numbers, but let's not forget that this is a what have you done for me lately as far as that. And then yeah. They gave up a empty net goal in in game one, which is a power play goal because they pulled the extra um, they pulled the goalie for the extra attacker to make it five on five with the net empty. But honestly, emotionally, I didn't I don't even register that as an actual power play goal uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. But the stat sheet will tell you that it's two for seven for the Vegas Golden Knights uh, on the night for for them on the man advantage and also getting in front of the net too. Uh, once again. Kachuk, the Kachuk line, they were great when it when it came to get getting in front. They were they had four rebound opportunities for them, and and it really and it really that that line was the one that was buzzing. Of it, it's the top line that you want to see uh, more of as as far as as that. But and the Barkov line, the they were outshot, outshot attempted, 
outscored, you, you name it, and high and out high danger chanced too. Every single category from that top line, and they were an Anthony Duclair goal away from it being them being outscored two nothing. They were outscored two two to one at five on five on the night. Of course, Jack Eichel was extremely great defensively in in game one. So. Yeah, he hasn't scored since round two, but we've seen what he can do on the defensive side of the puck. And of course, it's crazy how uh, individual accomplishments. Connor McDavid has all the individual accomplishments, but Connor McDavid is going to have. But uh, Jack Eichel is looking for the for the overall accomplishment as far as uh, team success. And once again, going going back to special teams and all. Let's not forget that. Games two, three, and four of the Eastern Conference Final, all three game-winning goals came via the power play as well. So that that is something to 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 look at when it comes to that. And percentage-wise, and on paper, it's uh, Vegas is, is as far as special teams is the worst unit that that the Florida Panthers will be facing. At least on paper, yeah, everything could come together just like that with the with the Vegas Golden Knights. As far as, as far as the special teams just flipping a 180 in in this series, but the Florida Panthers, I didn't think that they were doing themselves really any favors as far as how they were, how they were conducting themselves on the on the on the power play. I mean, three shots on goal on the night for 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 the Panthers there. I mean, that's not going to get the job done in in multiple power plays when 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 Aiden Hill is just there just not 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 getting a lot of pressure on him and of course the the few times that you do going back to the Nick Cousins uh shot right in front as as just as the second period started i mean it's not nece- it wasn't necessarily a deflating moment at the time at least in my opinion because the panthers still had 35 plus minutes of hockey to make something happen and it was tied 1-1 at the time so it, it it's just uh whenever those opportunities do come around you just gotta make sure that you are converting them because you never know when you're gonna have the, those chances again and uh did it end up costing the panthers Pro- probably more than likely um but you still had plenty of time to 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 make something happen happen there and who knows uh we have seen this team bounced back. We haven't seen this team lose two in a row since round round one in games three and four against the Boston Bruins. So there's a different stake, different stage, different team that you're unfamiliar with. But even and I haven't tried to bring up their regular season uh, games really between Panthers and Golden Knights because a lot has happened. These teams have changed uh, as well. And going back to the trade deadline i don't think the i don't i i yeah the march 7th game between the florida panthers and the vegas golden knights that was before the trade deadline if i'm not mistaken um so so sorry it was uh sh- shortly a- after uh the trade deadline so they were th- these teams were different 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 teams from then and and now, so it was it was the second game back from the trade deadline. L- looking at the schedule now, so 
these these two these two teams as far as what they did post trade deadline. Of course, with the Panthers making no moves, and of course the Vegas Golden Knights getting a guy like Ivan Barbashev, they were still getting their feet wet on and what was and getting accumulated to what the 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 systems were for for on the Vegas side, Bruce Cassidy's uh, system there. So it's, it's, we see that the games were close, but it doesn't necessarily correlate a hundred percent to what these two teams are going to, to do in the Stanley cup finals. So, so we'll, we'll see. And hopefully that the Florida Panthers, their puck movements better their how they can, how they are trying to neutralize the speed in the neutral zone as well. That's what, that's something that, the Panthers, especially if they're trying to take away the Vegas Golden Knights transition game, that's what we're hoping to see in game two as the Florida Panthers are hoping to steal a game on the road. In segment number three, we are going to discuss what the Florida Panthers players and coaches are saying as far as in between games one and two. Is Etu Lusterainen looking to suit up in game two against the Vegas Golden Knights? We're going to discuss that next here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Segment number three here on this Monday, June 5th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. As the Florida Panthers are going to Vegas tonight, game two, 8 p.m. on TNT, as they are trying to steal a game on the road before going back to FLA Live Arena. And also, I want to say a big, give a big shout out to all the Panther fans who showed up at FLA Live Arena for the watch party. 12,000 fans in attendance at the watch party at FLA Live Arena. And uh, somebody told me that there were actually six fans of the Florida Panthers. But uh, yeah, they continue to prove the, the gatekeeping fans wrong as far as the Cats and how this region has been brought together with the success of the Cats throughout this postseason run. Uh, so let's discuss mostly about the the Panthers and in between games one and two. And nobody skated today, actually, um, as far as the guys who were in Vegas uh, covering the team. And Jameson Olive, Olive was reporting that and also uh, asked Paul Maurice of an update on Etulu Serenin. And... Palmer said that an update won't come until tomorrow. So we thought that Atulus Theranen was going to play after skating earlier this week. Maybe needed another game for some treatment, especially after that block shot in game four of the Eastern Conference final. But it's still very hard to put your finger on, on, on everything when you have the nine days off and, and he's skating and then doesn't end up playing. I don't know, maybe re reaggravated something. I'm, I'm not, I don't know. But uh, as far as he was also asked about how Radko Gudis was feeling and Nick Cousins, of course, Nick Cousins getting beat up on the on that boarding call that wasn't called and then Radko leaving a little bit early in the first period before coming back. And there was just one quote from that tweet from Jameson Olive, and it was the word fabulous. And you think about Paul Maurice and his press conferences and the the tone that he uses, and you just could just picture it, how he how he says it, and you just and I I I don't, I don't know. It, it's just reading it, and it's just like 
you might be up to something or you might just not be telling the truth. And and that's just the the hard to figure out part about everything when it comes to the gamesmanship part of it, but also trying to walk the fine line as well. Of course, we saw him walk the fine line about officiating as well, even with the review. But Anthony Duclair was also spoke spoke about in between games one and game two about their approach going into the game. And he said, quote, it's one of those games for us. We've been in this position before. Learn from the last night, watch a little video today and just have fun. When you're in this position, you could be it could be a once in a lifetime opportunity. So you've got to make the most out of it. Close quote. And I like the part where he said, let's have fun with it. And once again, going back to the Paul Maurice quote, where he's like, if you're not having fun in the process of when you're chasing a Stanley Cup, then what are you doing here? So it's great that even though it's only one game that they've lost, that the team is still in high spirits. Josh, I want to thank Josh, actually, not only for coming on the show, but also bringing up a really good point in the postgame that they did not go into the locker room feeling like chances are feeling down about themselves, not probably no lashing out, just learning, just knowing that there are little itty bitty things to clean up as far as how you clear, how you clear the zone and how you position yourself around Bobrovsky as well. When, when it comes to when it comes to the, the goals against part of it and listen, the, the goals that the Panthers even did score, it's not its not your typical Florida Panthers goals that we've seen all throughout the postseason. It wasn't the type four checking that we saw from the Florida Panthers throughout this postseason and creating opportunities fi- within five seconds of a turnover as well. Actually, actually, with the Duclair goal right on the faceoff, that's 18 goals now within the first three minutes of a period and the last three minutes of a period too. So at least they added on that tally that – they are starting periods strong and finishing periods strong too in, in throughout this playoff run. So so that that is one trend in the right direction for the Florida Panthers. And you you might want to we might see ch- check out when 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 you do watch game 2 observe the first 3 minutes of that game and see how the Florida Panthers are Getting to their jump, get jump, getting on the jump of this game. Are are they? What are they doing as far as breaking up passes in in the neutral zone as well? How quick are they to to break it out? Are um are they are they doing quick give and goes to to the to go to the net as well? Are they working them in the corners as well? Are are or is Vegas spending most of the time in the Panthers? zone and and the Florida Panthers aren't aren't get, being very active on their sticks but is it a sense of desperation for the Panthers not necessarily because you you still have you still have two home games back in Sunrise Florida and 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 you you, st- you have to win a road game eventually it doesn't necessarily have to be game 2 but of course you don't want to be put put in that hole where um going back to sunrise down oh two but you you would like to uh to even out the series and 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 have those good feelings going back to south florida as well so li- listen the even even after a game two the florida panthers i hope at least this is more of a hope um might change my opinion 
uh, after the game two post game, um, depending on the result. But hopefully that they are aren't down on themselves, especially knowing that what they are coming home to with with a very pumped up crowd. And of course, in game for the game two watch party, I'm expecting 12,000 fans again. And as, as far as seeing it from the social media aspect of it, uh, it, it seems like a, a, a party over there at, in, in West Broward County. But one other thing, um, one other player that got to speak in as far as as far as in between games one and two is Zach Dalpy. Uh, he spoke about how he didn't find out about him playing until after warmup. So he said, quote, it's probably something that I didn't have on my bingo card to start the, to start the year. For lack of a better term, it's a dream come true. You work your whole life for it, close quote. So, so a, of course, spent most of his time in the AHL, got that big goal in game six in the Boston series, and, and an opportunity for Zach Dalpy to, to make something happen on that fourth line. And of course, even before Ryan Lomberg came back into the lineup and was inserted on that fourth line in place of Dalpy, we had our fair share of, criticism of that of that fourth line for the Panthers but it, it's an opportunity for the for uh, Zach Dalpy to rewrite that narrative about uh, about the fourth line versus fourth line because we spoke about it even in the preview uh, of game one uh, with Tony Cordasco of Lockdown VGK they the 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 Vegas Golden Knights fourth line does have the advantage over the over the Florida Panthers uh, fourth line, even if Ryan Lomberg shifted back down and and Colin White's on the on the on the right wing uh, of that of, of that fourth line. And what before we get out of here, I want to say a congratulations to the Quebec Remparts of the QMJHL for winning the Memorial Cup uh, and defense prospect Evan Naus uh, being part of that team uh, Panthers second round pick. Uh, from that team, he was uh, caught on video pouring a Gatorade shower on Rempart's head coach Patrick Waugh. And is Patrick Waugh going to be a head coach for the NHL again after everything that happened with him and Colorado? And uh, the Florida Everblades they win both games one and two on the road in Idaho against the Idaho Steelheads to take a two-zero series lead. Game three is on Wednesday in Estero. I'll actually be traveling down to Estero for game three of the Idaho Steelheads and the Florida Everblades. And then the very next day, going from Estero to Sunrise, Florida for game three between the Florida Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights. But before all that happens, we have a game two to, to, to recap. We have a game three to preview. We might even have a special guest in between because there'll be a two-day gap in between uh games uh two and three so a lot of content still to come before everything that happens to come in the middle of the week but in the meantime if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the lockdown florida panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the lockdown nhl network including lockdown nhl lockdown fantasy hockey flip livingstone and studio Roden, and lockdown NHL prospects. They can make the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure you listen to today's episode of Lockdown Sports Today. Lockdown Sports Today gives you a 20 minute or less podcast on the entirety 
of the sports scene. Listen to Lockdown Sports today on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.